in the end, I think maybe part of it is just to be very clear in your teaching that this is not a definitive sort of like approach to these chapters in the scriptures. Remember the first, you know, invitation at the beginning of every come follow me sort of, I don't even want to call them lessons because I, you're right. It was never intended to be another program. But as soon as it's like, hey, just whoa. remember that first prompt says, read the scriptures and then you just decide what the, what the spirit teaches to you before you read on. I, I don't know. I don't know how many people do that, honestly. None. Because we're not, because we're trying to be like, no, 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 that, I don't want to do that. You tell me what the scriptures say. Jesus land if they live righteously. It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall, and uh, very excited because I get to meet a new friend and become reacquainted uh, with an old friend. Uh, she is not old, and she's not here, so I can say whatever I would like to about her. Uh, Gainalyn Condi will be joining us here in this episode, but we started recording at a specific time, and she is not yet here. <laughs> uh, so I'm joined by John Fossum. Nice to uh, meet you, John. Nice to meet you, Richie. And now, Gainal- uh, Gainalyn's going to kill you, by the way. Oh, no, 100% she will, and that's fine. Uh, that's how her and I's relationship is. Um, so so let me ask you, because you are a part of what used to be Real Talk, but now is sort of being rebranded into yeah. another um, entity yeah. to do the Come Follow Me. Uh, yeah. when, when, when you joined the project, because you're not the OG of the project... How, how did they, how did they get you on board? How did they bring you in? What what was that all about? Um, so there was a you remember the former co-host Scott Sorensen, uh-huh. friend a, of mine, a previous guest here in the Cultural Hall. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Scott, uh, for various reasons, just decided it was best for him to step away. Yep. And so they started, uh, you know, a search for somebody to take his place, and my name just came up uh, with some. Uh, connections sort of serendipitous connection connections some people that were making that decision knew of me here locally in pleasant grove uh-huh. and just threw my name in the hat and then you know the process began with, with me and others and you know we went through the process and in the sure. end uh yeah Gainalyn and i uh met in the studio and it was like we were brother and sister there's some cool pretty cool energy there and it was just a natural easy easy thing to do to bounce ideas back and forth off of each other and and so, have a conversation. So when you kind mentioned of, kind of like the first time we met. Oh yeah, of course it is. Hi, Gaina exactly, Lynn. Uh exactly we, like that. We started on time. So I appreciate that um you, you know, that you could find your way to the cultural hall. <laughs> it's it's fine. Uh in see, here see, in, John, I just I told, I told him you're gonna kill him. No, no, it's the other way around. He just starts shoveling. It's like <laughs> by the end, I'll just be like buried over here. I object to whatever you are purporting that I do. Uh, I want to hold on. I want to wrap this out with John. So when you say serendipity, was it a thing where they asked everybody else and everybody else said no? And they're like, who do we still have, John? Let's have John do it. (laughs) Uh, You know, that might have happened. Maybe they No, it did not. Everyone wanted in. We eliminated one guy. We didn't even bring him in the studio. This this is a funny story, Richie. I'm glad you asked because... (laughs) They, they said, yeah, Richie will appreciate this part yeah, of it. They, they said, hey, uh, you know, uh, the, a guy named Phil, great guy, called me up and said, your name's come up. Do you want to, you know, be considered for this co-host job for this podcast? Uh-huh. I'm not a podcast guy. Yeah. And my first response was no. But in, <laughs> in all honesty, I was about to say no. And the words that came out of my mouth were, uh, tell me more about that first. And honestly, it was a it was a cool spiritual experience for me where it was just like i just felt this little nudge just like just just follow this as far as it goes that's all you go to an interview go to an interview mm-hmm. just, just just do just follow it and so uh yeah i agreed to it and uh went to an interview did a zoom interview first and they said okay let's do a let's do a i don't even know how they cast this gainolin but it was like can you come into the studio and be prepared to just have a casual conversation with gainolin about mm-hmm this particular section of the doctrine and covenants i think it was section 135 and i was mm-hmm. like oh sure yeah i, I can dlc dnc all day baby yeah, all you day me there all, 135 all day. all day 135 everyone knows that like yeah. back there easy <laughs> easy peasy so <laughs> so i show up and gainalyn's like hey i'm like hey we finally kind of meet face to face this is going to be easy we can talk easily you know we're, we're both kind of very i don't know raw and real in a lot of ways mm-hmm. 
And Which like, is code for we're about to drop the f bomb accidentally. Is what? <laughs> no, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. I got better control than that. I have social awareness, but yeah. so we. Uh, <laughs> so all of a sudden, Gainalyn pulls me aside in the studio. She's like, "All right, I was thinking we could go through the episode like this, this, this," and I'm like, "Well, what are you talking about?" Mm-hmm. I thought we were just sitting down and having a conversation, but I don't articulate any of this. I'm just rolling with it. I'm like, bring it on. I, yeah. I don't know what. Yeah. And, again. Uh, yeah, ready and prep. DNC 135. That's right. You, you, That's right. you can't yeah. stop this train. It's a, it's left the station. Let's do it. I love it. So anyway, they're like, John, you sit over here. Gainalyn, you sit over here. John, this is your camera. Gainalyn, this is your camera. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. And they're like, ready, action, and we're we're rolling, baby. And uh-huh. and I was just like, whatever. I just owned it. I just went for it. And uh, anyway, it, it turned out to 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 be just fine. And they called me back a week or two later and said. You, you know, would you join us for real? And I said, sure. Yeah. And so here I am. And, and I feel a lot of peace about it. I felt peace through the whole process. I didn't honestly think I would uh, end up co-hosting with Gainalyn, but it happened and I feel a lot of peace about it, honestly. And so I, I'm, I'm happy to be a part of the project. Yeah. I appreciate your uh, honesty about that. I'm lots of jokes, but I also like to be able to talk about spiritual things. And when people feel genuinely led or genuinely at peace yeah. about something, you know, I, I appreciate being able to go there. Also, when you met Gainalyn and she said, hi, my name's Gainalyn. You said, what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can you say that again? What is your name? <laughs> All right. Look, she's never heard this before. <laughs> she's never heard what I'm about to say, but I was dang nervous about that name. And so I listened to this episode of previously known as Real Talk. And I listened to it. I was, it was like, hi, I'm Gainalyn. I'd like rewind. Hi, I'm Gainalyn. Rewind. Gainalyn. 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 Looked at the spelling, everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, I got it. It's, it's phonetically correct, Mr. English I'm, Professor. I've never messed up on it, I don't think so. No, you haven't. And you don't even, like, this week's episode when I'm trying to say Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and I'm like, Winnebago. <laughs> and I don't even, John never hesitates when he says Gainalyn. He never yeah. does. But listen, neither do I. Neither <laughs> do I. Hey, listen, I was just at the hair salon, and the two people at the reception desk, uh-huh. they sit down, the stylist comes, sits, I'm waiting. And all of a sudden I see both their heads drop and I knew exactly. So I literally like made it awkward and I stood up and I said, are you guys trying to figure out how to say my name? And they're like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I go, we can, t- we can practice. It's fine. So. And then, and then you said gainal and they said, I don't feel comfortable saying that. <laughs> <laughs> it, sounds like what, it sounds like a foot disease or something else. Yeah. yeah. What have I got? Oh, I got yeah. a bad case of gainal. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, so Gainalyn uh, is a bad case of Gainal. Oh, I'll take that. Gainalyn, on your end, uh, going from starting this project with one person and then having Scott and, you know, personal reasons, whatever we, we can do. Are we that. recording? Or oh, yeah. Ready? No, we started on time. Like I said. Oh, my gosh. Sass. Yeah. But for you real. have like you have like months of sass that you have not been able to share with me that yeah. are so built up. Yeah. Um, listen, I'm going to say. My side of this story is I knew quite a few months before that first interview that Scott was finishing with season two. Uh Um, The show, our chemistry had been, you know, like no one believed we would make it and that we would have the success. And then it was like, well, wait, is this just some freak of nature of these two? And so what if we mess with it? Uh I had another um, show approached me during that same time. And so there were talks about me moving. And I just said, you know what, I know the show is like not to be dramatic, but it's God's show. It wouldn't have survived everything that it had. And we were resonating with a a good chunk of people that consume a lot of come follow me material every Mm -hmm. week. They Mm -hmm. listen to multiple podcasts, but there's this other little group that I think John and I and Scott and I share a passion for and it's the group that's maybe disenchanted that doesn't really care to deep dive into come follow me maybe isn't even attending regular worship service Mm -hmm. they had resonated and connected with the show for a variety of reasons and so i felt like we were still meeting a need and filling a niche that maybe at on the broader level uh, i feel like we're still doing and so god hadn't given me the green light to walk away and Richie, you know, from this industry, like when you find chemistry and it's working, I was, I was just like, okay, God, if you want it to go forward, please make it so obvious. Right. And then a few months went by and there were all the discussions, John messages, 
around like he knew someone that knew someone that was on the committee to write and there were lots of meetings some I wasn't included in but I said to all the executives listen there's a lot of great seminary teachers there's a lot of great BYU professors and that was kind of the pool I mean they tried to do a wider search but that was the original pool of like these people that do it full time versus mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. who doesn't do it full time right sure and, and I just said this when Scott was picked, I didn't know him. We had had one five minute conversation when the spirits, I was already in the works to do the show. They came to me. People know that story. I had this, the same, I, at this point said, okay, listen, a great seminary teacher doesn't always translate to a 20 minute segment with another host and what we're trying to do. There, there's a very different um, development of content when you have 55, 60, 70 minutes all on your own with a with a group of students versus a 20 minute thing. And so I just said, let's do these initial interviews, which John was part of. And, and I'll be transparent too. Halfway through his interview is when I started to go, hmm, I think there's something here. Because <laughs> what was told to me about him before, I was like, okay, I, I don't know if any of that's lighting my heart up, you know. Yeah. But I mean, he doesn't have hair for crying out loud. Well, let's start it, there. Let's just let's start there. with he he could be like one of the next Marvel heroes, because he could take anyone down. And so I was told like, he really likes to work out and he's a seminary teacher. And I was like, okay, you're going to have to give me more than that. Cause like, we're not doing a gym setting here. And yeah. So halfway through, I said, why do you want to do this? And I, I love, I hope one day, maybe we need to put this on the Christmas episode, John, but he said, you know what? My life's simple. Um, and, and easy and it's good. I live close to my, you know, seminary that I teach at and, but God's like asking me, am I willing to get dirty and, and, and be a part of this building process. And that was it. And then his love for his, um, handicapped nonverbal daughter. That was, I was like, okay, I want to have another conversation with this guy through that process. We did schedule the the screen test that he obviously wasn't prepped effectively for. Uh-huh. And, and when we went into the, that screen test, I said to the team, you all can love whoever you want to love, but none of you, none of the executives have to be on camera and be vulnerable right. every week. I have to fill it. I don't care if you guys think this one person is the perfect. I have to know that I can trust this person because there's a se- secret language and a and a trust and an intimacy in co-hosting that people always tell me, man, you and John are just like so great. And you and Scott were so great. And, and I'm like, that, that doesn't just happen. Right. And I need to know it. So we went into that screen test and the previous ones, some of them I had worked with before in other capacities and I, they're great guys. They're super smart. Some I didn't know. And he was the last one that day. Like this is you know, this is prime information that's not out there publicly. And I just prayed and I told the team, I need God to make it so clear, not just to me, but to all of you, because I'm not going to fight you on this. Right. And the minute, like literally the minute we stood over in the corner and did that little powwow thing that he just told you about, I was like, okay, I could go to battle with this guy and he would have my back. And in the same vein that Scott was the ultimate feminist, (laughs) I felt like John could see me and what I bring to the table as a woman that maybe culturally we're getting better at, but we haven't always been great at Mm -hmm. in church settings. I knew he would, he would support me. And that is also part of the co-hosting thing that it needs to feel like, you know, we're really vulnerable. And sometimes I just need John to know what I'm feeling and thinking. And in two minutes with very little pre conversation, I felt that with him, the team felt it with him. And it's just grown. Like, I love his family. I love his wife. I love his kids. I feel like he's there for our family. And it, it feels miraculous. And hmm. and I would just say, I know now looking back a year later, because it was literally a year ago when all this really was happening, that um, no one knew except God what opposition we were going to face as a show this year. Mm-hmm. And there's been more than once my husband will say, you needed John, like John needed to be your partner through what was happening behind the scenes. We've had name changes. We've had other things that, that, you know, aren't for TMI, like not to talk through on the air about, but I'm so grateful God made it clear and that trust has continued to grow. And the show has made it through some major opposition. And for that, I think we're stronger. I hope 
you know, John feels that our partnership is stronger because of it. And that brings us up to today with a new name and a new season and a new study guide. Spoiler, and, we'll get yeah. there. Hang on, okay, sorry, sorry. I'm making hang, it easy for you, brother. I'm just giving you low on. hanging fruit. Thank you. I need to ask you, though, John, something that has always sort of bothered me. Uh, I have a bone to pick. I have picked this bone with Gainalyn, but I would be curious as to your response. Is it about my baldness? No, 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 no. Your Lex Lutherness. That's what I thought. She said Marvel <laughs> superhero. And I'm like, no, DC villain. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. Lex Luthor for sure. Yeah. Uh, no, here's the thing that I think about at least a small portion uh, of anything come follow me related. So the prophet is like, hey, everybody, we really want you to bring this in your home and really be able to like study out the things that you feel like you need and really be able to take to heart what you need, what your family needs. And we went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's going to teach us that? Right. And and so I have to know as a as a seminary teacher, you know, you're like, yeah, kids learn for yourself. And also make sure you listen to me this week and then next week as I essentially make it so you don't have to do that thing. So how do you, how do you do that? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, in the end, I think maybe part of it is just to be very clear in your teaching that this is not a definitive sort of like approach to these chapters in the scriptures. Remember the first, you know, invitation at the beginning of every come follow me, uh, sort of, I don't even want to call them lessons because I, you're right. It was never intended to be another program, but as soon as it's like, Hey, just whoa. remember that first prompt says, read the scriptures. And then you just decide what the, what the spirit teaches you before you read on. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know how many people do that, honestly, None, <laughs> because we're not, because we're trying to be like, no, 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 that I don't want to do that. You tell me what the scriptures say. Right? Is there a checklist that someone can give me so that <laughs> right. I can check the box so that I can know that I'm doing this or right. not doing this? Right. That would be appreciated. Right. You just tell me what it says and I'll believe you. But I call it baby bird syndrome, you know, but as culturally, as members of the church, we have developed this uh, baby bird syndrome where we are totally dependent on other people to tell us what the scripture, we don't have confidence in our ability to discern sort of, and and what if God speaks to me and gives me a message that's different than mainstream messaging behind the scriptures? Mm -hmm. We get nervous about that. We've lost sort of like our confidence in that. And I would say that's one thing I really appreciate about uh, you can question its efficacy all day long, but I appreciate the premise behind the hear him uh, movement by the church, right? This this program that where they're like, hey, look, this is how this person hears God. Look, this is how this person hears him. This is how this person hears him. And it's kind of like, it's all right if the way you hear him is different than somebody else. And so as a teacher, I'm just modeling what same thing we do on the show. We dove into the scriptures, uh, this block of scriptures. Here's one thing we found. What did you find? You know, was it something similar? Was it something different? Mm-hmm. But in the end, the most powerful sermons are the one that God teaches us through our own vertical connection with him as we approach it. And, you know, I, as, as a missionary, I mean, when I first sort of really jumped into the gospel and tried to really understand it for myself, I was 18 years old. I was a late bloomer, spiritually yeah. speaking. And uh, I thought it was my duty to understand what everyone else has said about a particular scripture or a doctrine. Mm-hmm. And I simply regurgitate that. That's my, and it was about, I don't know, over, over a decade ago where it just hit me like, wait a second, why don't I just read the scriptures by myself and have God teach me? That, that, I know that sounds like it's sort of a, maybe a, a old, I don't know, cliche, overly simplistic. But I was just like, God is real. He can talk to me. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to read the scriptures and t- see. try to read them like I'm reading them for the first time. Try to forget all the commentaries I've read all, and just, what does this say? What does it not say? And man, I tell you what, that, that a big shift has occurred in my life to, as a result of that. And, and the scriptures teach me something new every time because God teaches me something new every time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that answered your question, Richie, but that's where I went. Yeah, I hey, mean... Richie. The, the comparison that I kind of take from it, because I've wrestled with it a little bit, especially where you see some of these, you know, these shows that are like hours long and you're just uh-huh. like, what are we, what are we doing here, guys? If right. I'm going to church during the week and I'm also doing this on Sunday and I'm doing it with my family, I think we've just created a program that isn't a program. But the way that I've sort of um, started to look at it is, you know, these things, podcasts or YouTube series or whatever, uh, almost like the personal trainer at the gym. 
Yeah. Meaning they're teaching me the things and I can get stronger and I can use them. But ultimately, I can't work out every time at the gym with the personal trainer, mainly because I can't afford it. But in this example of the whole thing, you know, ultimately it will come to am I exercising the strength that I learned the different exercises that I taught or was taught in that class or taught by the podcast or whatever to be able to have the strength that I need to be able to move forward. And I think that that would be the one thing that I would say in that same parallel for people that only rely on those things. I think that's why when something comes up that maybe they didn't know about something that they struggle with, they quickly go, uh, I don't know out or I need to take a space or how do I find the answer or whatever the confusion is that comes from it. Right. Well, you have to develop that spiritual independence, man, that, that vertical connection, the ability to discern for ourselves I mean, uh, we've got Amos coming up here, right? And Amos chapter eight talks about in the latter days, there'll be a famine in the land of hearing the word of God. And my reframing of that is there will be a famine of people that are able to hear God because we've come so dependent. We farmed it out, man. We farmed out the responsibility of our spirituality to other people and our welfare and our opportunities to serve and our feelings about whether we're good enough. We've we've all put all these decisions in the laps of others that were never intended to be put there. Yep. The extreme. Oh, well, hold on, hold on. The extreme joke that I always like to make is if you imagine that Joseph Smith would have read in James, where it's like, let him ask of God. And instead, what he did is like, ah, what do you guys think I should do? Like he went around and was like, ah, what do you think? Okay, I guess I'll do that instead of asking for himself and then obviously being able to restore the church. It's an absurd example, but it, but it, one that I think is poignant. Yes, Gainalyn. I'm just going to say, I think you may get a shout out on talk of him because I think your, your personal trainer analogy is really apropos. And I think it's exactly the guiding star for this show. When, when we get garner new viewers or listeners, the first response usually is, I mean, I would just say over hundreds and thousands and a million, millions of downloads Mm -hmm. is, oh my gosh, you guys are so real. Mm -hmm. And you always help me feel the spirit. And I wish you were longer, like every single time. And I always say to those people that stop me at the grocery store or the temple or at the airport, I say, but you'll still be listening to us in July. Mm-hmm. because we're 20 minutes, yeah. number one. Yep. And number two, it goes back to the purpose of come follow me was never for me or anyone else to spoon feed or all the things that, you know, one of the things I love about John, I think you've gotten a taste of a powerful teacher. He's authentic, but he's very passionate as, as, as am I about staying vertically connected. We really see ourselves as we're willing to have a conversation share our interpretation and invite the spirit as a jumping off point, never to be the end story. I do love that a tired mom feels like she can listen and then she's got something she can go with or gospel doctrine teachers that message and say, I know if I listen, you're going to help me get to the heart of the matter or mission presidents that are like, I tell my missionaries to listen, to talk of him previous real talk, because I know you guys are going to be spirit directed. And John and I just gave another interview for another show and this interviewer said, "Objection! There are no other shows. <laughs> Sorry, there's other shows besides nope. Richie and the Cold nope. Talk. But... There is there not that I've heard of, <laughs> not that have been, not that have been around 600 plus episodes. That's true. That's true. Thank You're you. the OG. You're Thank the OG. You. Thank um, you. But this interviewer asked us. I I bet it's harder to prep for a 20 minute segment than all these other." shows that are generally longer and I think John and I both like almost bounced out of our seat like to hug him out of validation that people sometimes think it's just so easy and that's why when we were searching for a replacement and a new co-host it was like there is a special little segment here of you got to come through like with Old Testament 18 chapters sometimes for that week and I'm really proud of the content that's been produced by the show because I feel like we did some of the not obvious content. We didn't go to the low hanging fruit. Sometimes we did. I mean, Mm -hmm. sometimes it was like, of course, you want us to talk about David and Goliath when it's the week we're talking about David and Goliath. But we've always tried to approach it in a way of what did the spirit teach us and an application in our lives that covers some of the real stuff, addiction, divorce, mental health. And how does the scriptures to me that are M rated, they are not T14, right? Mm -hmm. 
why would God make sure we're chopping off arms and we're talking about locusts and we're talking about a giant and, and leprosy and being thrown in a fire if there's not a real life application to that in our own personal lives. And so I'm, I'm grateful to have those kinds of conversations, but it does cause me to wrestle more in the prep Mm -hmm. to just say, what is that thing? Because I don't want the viewers to tune out or um, allow us to take away their agency in, in their learning and their gospel study. Yeah. I will say this uh, about the selection of John Uh, great choice. And I already like him more than I like you. So there's that. Let's <laughs> let's take a quick break. When we come back in the second block, I want to talk about why there is a name change. Uh, we'll get to that coming up in the second block of the Cultural Hall. BestDJinUtah.com is a website that you need to go to if you would like to party with me. Now, just because it says Utah as part of the URL does not mean that it has to be in the state of Utah. I've traveled to such illustrious places as Wyoming, Nevada, Texas, Washington, and others, Idaho as well. If uh, if you're having an event and you think, you know what, I would love the energy, the charisma that is Richie uh, to be able to bless the event. I don't know why I said bless. You can hit me up, bestdjinutah.com. Maybe you, you yourself are getting married or has been the case multiple times this year. You are the apparent not a parent, just the parent, uh, or one of the parents, because there's multiple parents. I'm getting distracted. You are one of the parents of the bride or groom, and you think, Richie would be great to be at this event. You can hit me up, bestdjinutah.com. Be sure that you mentioned uh, that you hear it on the cultural hall. I may, in fact, even get you a little bit of a discount. Who knows? We'll see how I feel that day. It's bestdjinutah.com. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Here in the second block of the Cultural Hall, remember that you can become a Patreon saint by going to patreon.com forward slash the cultural hall. It allows you to put your financial mouth uh, where your money is or money where your mouth is, whatever that phrase is. Anyway, it's patreon.com forward slash the cultural hall. And if you become a Patreon saint, you get to be a part of that secret, not sacred Facebook group where all the Patreon saints are hanging out and talking about each of the shows. And most of the time it's just tangential stuff. It has nothing to do with actually the episode. They'll talk about like that, you know, sometimes Gain Lynn says real instead of real and they'll just go on as far as those things go. It has nothing actually to do with the episode itself. So uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the cultural hall. That is my first question. Did we change it from real talk to talk of him so that no longer we had to hear the Utah real talk? <laughs> I did not see that comment. I didn't see that coming. That was, that was a good one. Well played, Richie. Well played. Listen, we can't really, really, really talk about why real talk had to change because there were conflicts on multiple levels cease cease and desist i would imagine from a national yeah that's i I was surprised that it took that long if i if if we want to be real honest about it yeah i mean the name of the show was real talk come follow me um and there are probably 90 plus million podcast shows that have the phrase real talk in it mm-hmm. um it we went back to the drawing board you'll notice from what is it john all the september episodes all of october oh okay yeah yeah so all of, all of october we are come follow me real talk which we thought would appease but then mm-hmm. other entities <laughs> that will remain nameless um were concerned about the spotlight on the come follow me phrase that's saturating the market with come follow me yeah sure Sure. and so then it was to the drawing board again after many other you know mountains that needed to be moved as president nelson has invited us to do with our faith and expecting to see miracles and the journal was ready to go to print you know so there there were lots of things that had to be tweaked last minute and then versions of things 
that were floating out there, including mugs and, you know, mm-hmm. hydro flask stickers that will now be sold on eBay for large amounts of money with the previous <laughs> logo. Um, and I'm really happy. I mean, I think, I think everyone involved, we have an amazing new producer, uh, shout out to, to someone that, that Richie knows that we you can, love. You can shout him out. Shara, Shara's the best. Like yeah, I just best, feel man. so, I don't know if she's one of the three Nephites. I won't be surprised if she is. Um, but she's come at a really like 11th hour, some amazing contributions. I hope she listens to this because we're really grateful for her, for her team, for the passion she believes in the show Mm -hmm. in a very saturated market. I mean, I like to say we're the come follow me podcasters of the world are swimming in a crowded swimming pool right now. And, uh, and so talk of him, I think is, which is is what it's called. We should, we should tell people. Yeah, The new name is talk Talk of him. And, so far, I would say 80 to 90% of the response has been positive. I, I've seen some YouTube comments of people that weren't happy. There were people that had to go to therapy because Scott was no longer the co-host and they did go to therapy and therapists contacted me. It was very interesting. And now they love John and it's great. And and I think the feedback was Real Talk really shared from the get-go that we were trying to be authentic and real. We hope that the audience sees that we're not stopping that. We're just, we just had to, we were forced to. And, Mm -hmm. and, and yet I do think just like in the change of co-host, it's been serendipitous and it feels focused on what this is all about. And it's for us about being God focused, having conversations around faith in a real way. And and that's, that's my 2 million cents on the matter. I like the idea that the room is like, what else could we call it? Let's call it come follow him. Ah, shoot. No, it's too close to John, by the way. And, you know, uh, let's call it, uh, you know, don't miss out. Ah, shoot. It's too close to, you know, like it just is a room full of naming the other come follow me properties, all who have been previous guests here in the cultural. Yeah. Shout out to all, shout out to all of them. We love that we're all building the kingdom and we resonate with some of the same audience and some people like some and don't like others. So. Sure. Well, sure. And I'll, I'll just say what you mentioned earlier, Gainaline, when people always say the number one, you know, hope that when people talk to me is I wish you guys would go longer. And I'll say, look, there are plenty of products out there for come follow me that are longer and I'll recommend the other ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just not the niche we're trying to fill. So yep. I like the longer ones. I'll be completely transparent. I like the longer ones when I have no idea what I read at all. Like when I come away from it, I'm just like, yeah, you know what I did stared at words on a page and I got nothing from that. And so sometimes I like those longer ones for that, but other times I just, you know, as you guys mentioned that people that listen to you, uh, talk about that. It's that it's more of the issue at hand or the, you know, the, the lesson to be learned and less of the in Greek, if you translate verse, it means versa, which, and I'm like, what? I don't. Okay, great. Great. If I ever become a doctoral student, I'll need to know that no sort of knock on people, except I am sort of jabbing at those people. So I'll take that. (laughs) Well, we try to like, I I feel like we also, it's always this dance of, um, I want to make sure our viewers feel like they have context and meat, but mm-hmm. that they leave probably with more spirit than maybe meat. Because, you know, like you've both said, there's a lot of resources out there to do a deep dive on the Hebrew translation of whatever. Mm-hmm. But I do love that John is like a massive, like president of the Isaiah fan club. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there have been many times fully transparent this is we're going into our fourth season you know and so we're re, we're starting now back at new testament mm-hmm. real talk started book of mormon year so book of mormon doctrine and covenants and old testament under the previous name mm-hmm. and i don't do this full time in my day job mm-hmm. right so i don't have years of teaching this content and as an author and a speaker it's not that i'm not in the scriptures every day trying to create and, and produce other kinds of content, but every season I've done, there's a point in the, in the year. And I hope our viewers can resonate with this a little bit where it just gets to be the rhythm, like Mm -hmm. book of Mormon. And then I got in the rhythm and then we switched to doctrine and covenants. And I was like, okay, totally different timeframe, totally different culture and environment and a different why. And so it took a few months and then I got that rhythm. I'm going to be fully transparent. (laughs) Old Testament. 
every single week I sit down to prep, I'm like slog, slog. Mm -hmm. And there's Mm -hmm. been a lot of maybe not imposter syndrome, but just like, how about I just sit there and go, yeah, John. Yeah. Yeah. Good point, John. Yeah. I know how to interview. I'll just interview John talking about. And that's usually when my sweet husband walks in the office and he sees the glazed eyes as I'm like digging through 18 chapters of the Old Testament. Hey, God, what? And he'll say to me, there that you're the viewer you're the listener that is you know not a seminary teacher or a a religion professor and and your insights and your revelation and your approach is for the everyday person as well and so i i hope it comes across as that i can hold my own in these gospel context conversations but for the viewers out there that are ending old testament and thinking did I retain anything? Did I move the needle in my understanding of Isaiah? Do I understand the Old Testament any better? I would just say, if you tried, you moved the needle. And yep. if you felt the spirit once this year, that's growth. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've had to tell myself as the host, because it's been intimidating. It's been overwhelming. It's It doesn't always flow. I don't always have you know, this light bulb moment of this is exactly where God wants me to go with it. And I don't know what no Testament's going to feel like, but I, I think old Testament gets a pretty steady wrap of being gnarly. And it, and it was gnarly. It was gnarly <laughs> the whole year for me. And mm-hmm. yet I would say I found God in it. I found women. That mm-hmm. was one of my goals. And I felt the realness of my life in application, even if culturally um, tradition history and context wasn't always obvious or clear or easy for me to wade through. Uh, you know, I'll say this. I went to an Isaiah fan club meeting one time. <laughs> no, did you John was... bring the charcuterie board? No, he, no, it was 50% people sleeping and the other 50% of people going, this is important. You need to know this. This is important. That was me. That was me. You didn't recognize me. I had hair then. (laughs) Let's take another break. When we come back in the third block, I want to talk about the journal, the teased of journal and what that's all about. And we'll ask you a couple other questions that'll come up within the asking of that question. We'll come back and do that in the third block of the cultural hall. Hi, friends. Dan, the laptop man here from PC Laptops with breaking news. Windows 11 is now here. It's fast and it's beautiful. So let's make sure your computer's ready to run it. Bring your PC into any PC Laptops right now at PCLaptops.com. PCLaptops.com. Here in the third block of the Cultural Hall, remember that you can always leave a review for us on the social media. You can do it actually at our page. You can uh, now leave reviews on our Facebook page. It says, I like this. This is great. You can also leave it at Apple Podcasts and tell people, oh, this was a great particular episode or just on the show available in podcast form in general. If you didn't like it, keep it to yourself. No one wants to hear your negativity. God, did your mom never teach you that if you don't have something nice to say that you just keep it to yourself? You have no manners? Leave us a review. And if you want to take it one step further, you can also uh, tell your friends, hey, this is a great thing that I found. And then they'll tell two people and they'll tell two people. And then we'll have four people that listen to the cultural hall. Uh, so you guys are doing a journal now, too. I got to wonder, because uh, I've seen these things come out. What What's so special about your journal? Oh, man. Well, let's start with the title. Okay. Start with the basic considerations. The show is called Talk of Him. The title is called Find Him mm-hmm. or the journal. Um, I love it because it's concise, honestly. So we've got... Uh, what what 52 53 lessons yeah gainlin showing it on the camera shot there but and where can someone get this journal he online said softballing a question yeah online or in stores um yeah it's available any anywhere uh, where where quality books are sold i would say there will also be a link in the show notes so people can just <laughs> click on that they don't have to go searching that hard so yeah. concise what do you mean cuz i'm writing well, so i would think if it has no writing that's pretty concise i don't have to write yeah. anything but yeah, well, again, we're trying to mirror sort of the uh, pattern of the show itself, where it's just a brief encounter, touch point with God with the scripture through the scriptures, and so something. It's not going to take a lot of time. It's not meant to sit down. You sit down with me, like, all right, I need to set aside one hour for scripture study in order to work through this mm-hmm. all inclusive, definitive lesson on this scripture block. It's just going to give a quick sampling, a quick application, and invite some thought and reflection. 
as you go through your own journey of that scripture block that week. Hmm. And, and uh, I had some awesome experiences writing this little journal. Again, it's so challenging. People think it's 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 shorter, it's more concise, so it must have been easy. No, we look at a, a block. We're talking about a block, multiple chapters of Jesus teaching, the personal life and ministry of Jesus Christ. Because find him as just just to clarify for the New Testament. New Testament, yeah. yes, thank you. Yep, New Testament, and so it's like, oh my word, I, I'm only gonna, I can only pick one thing to focus on to try to sort of wet the appetite of of the reader, so that it'll make them want to really dive in themselves and have a spiritual experience with God through the scriptures. And man, I prayed my guts out on every one of those lessons because for any particular scripture block, I could have focused on any one of 10 amazing things that are equally powerful. But mm-hmm. I had cool experiences, Richie, cool experiences where I was it just like would just settle in my mind so clearly, put this in there. And mm-hmm. if for one person, honestly, I've I've lived a life with God long enough to know that it's about the one with God. And if, if he had directed Gaina Lynn or me to write about one thing one week, and it was for one person, uh, I, I believe that's how he works. And so I, I really believe that every chapter in that little study guide could be uh, helpful in an individual's journey to experience God that week through the scriptures. Was it something you'd always wanted to do Gaina Lynn since the inception of Real talk, uh, well, and then real talk, to real talk had a journal, um, for our last two seasons. Mm-hmm. There's there was like many other things this year, it went through a reformatting, um, to, to try to reach a broader audience. At the, the journals that we Scott and I had done in the past were an overview through the whole um book of scriptures, the whole Old Testament, the whole doctrine of covenants. And, and we still tried to make it, as John just mentioned, concise and not overwhelming. This this study guide is perfect for the Come Follow Me. And we, we try to do the same kind of thing that there's a talking point in the same vein of the show. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to have the journal to watch the show and understand where we're going on the show. And I won't... I will say that we'll mention it, but it doesn't, we never have wanted it to feel like the, the weekly content on video or podcast is a commercial mm-hmm. for the journal, but for those that really appreciate having a study tool, mm-hmm. I love that it has journaling content spaces for your own find him, talk of him experience. But it also does. I think if you're, if you're like all of us busy, you mm-hmm. know, I, I don't know what I don't know what you speak of, but I've heard, <laughs> heard busy. You know, I, I always say that for me, the spirit keeps things simple. And when I make things complicated, I invite the spirit to like get into the backseat or get out of the car, so to speak. So whether it was writing the journal, working on the study guide, or in producing content for the show with John, I, I anytime I get caught in the weeds in my preparation or in my presentation, I feel like that's the quickest way the spirit's like, Hey, it looks like you, you've made it complicated. So good luck with that. <laughs> and never completely abandons me, but steps aside because there's not room. And right. so I think whether you're preparing a seminary lesson, a gospel doctrine discussion, or you're trying to do come follow me with your family and your kids are angry and your teenagers are irritated and they don't understand why they have to do it. Go back to the most simple approach and the spirit will return. And mm-hmm. so when you pick up the study guide, I will echo what John said. It was a process. We did try to keep going. You know, I've written 13 other books that have been published. And if I have chapters and chapters to go on and on about something as, as people that know me know, I will do that. (laughs) So I think it's really crucial to invite the simpleness back into our approach to anything. I think that's when God gets to be more part of the occasion and the equation. And so we wanted that for the journal. We want it for the weekly show. We want it in people's lives. The other thing I would just say, last little plug for our single brothers and sisters in oh, the Okay. Church. That's not me, but I, I know per- I, Mr. I, Mr. Married Richie. I am um, in fact. Yes. To, to a lovely patient saint of a woman. Okay. You didn't need okay. to throw patient in. I mean, gonna... you're right, but you didn't. <laughs> Hey, shade, shade on both sides, brother. Bring it, bring it. Okay. So I would just say 
I think culturally, we've statistically seen that we have a large portion of the church that are not in maybe traditional marriage family dynamics, mm-hmm. and they don't always feel maybe seen or heard or or that they don't have someone that's like nagging them to do come follow me that week, or sure. are they going to have family prayer with? I think if only all the singles bought our, our study guide, I would be, it would have been worth all the effort because right. it, then it allows it to be like, how about you study with John and I, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. if, if you're, if you're doing life as a single right now, you have a unique stewardship and we love you and we need your perspective. So I also hope it fills kind of that gap um, for someone that may feel maybe more on their own in their own home. I, I had speculated a little bit in my brain uh, when I thought, okay, maybe like a cease and desist thing, but then also maybe because we're making our way like through the scriptures again, that we had to be like, uh, it's a different thing. And now we're calling it something different, but doing no. it the same. So it's, it's it wasn't uh, a rebranding need. It wasn't yeah. like, oh gosh, I guess we're not reaching our people. I, I think the journal definitely went through reformatting. You'll see it's a different size. Um, we've tried to make in some ways it more expansive while still preserving that, that simplicity and that conciseness. Um, and, and so there was a resizing the cover rebranded so that people would see it as a come follow me resource when they go into desert book, Seagull book, or they're scrolling through Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it wasn't even with the name back and forth, multiple chimes that we announced on two different occasions, there was this thought that somehow we were having some big marketing plan and we needed to rebrand. Nope. But where we've landed is a great rebranding and focus on God. And I'm always a fan of focusing more on God in what we're doing. So I also appreciate that you went away from comic sans as the font uh, (laughs) for the inside that, I mean, I know you like it. I know you made a strong push for comic sans, but I I, I am not in the design department at covenant communications. I I think I will let them know about that. I, I think that Everyone will appreciate that. Uh, okay, so here's the deal. Uh, people can find it wherever they find podcasts. Look for Talk of Him. They can find a link for that in the show notes. Uh, they can find the Find Him uh, journal that they can be able to purchase and have delivered th- to their home through the magic of delivery. Uh, and you can find a link and purchase it there. A great idea for holiday gifts, I'm sure you guys would encourage. Maybe tell them I'm thankful for you and slide that across the old Thanksgiving table. You can. <laughs> I love that idea, Richie. What a great beast idea. upon these words. Yeah. Ah, ah. Shock them. Shock <laughs> them with a gift at the Thanksgiving feast. Yep. I like that. And you will not get one for Christmas, but I'm giving you one for Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, John, I'm yeah. not sure if you have ever listened to the cultural hall before. I would suspect based on how you have reacted to our time together that you have not listened before. <laughs> so you do not know that at the end of every episode, we ask three questions that everyone who steps into the cultural hall, we ask them to answer them. Gainalyn has done this before, but we will ask her again, as there has been some time since I asked them before. The first question will go... Uh, John, then Gainalyn. Then the second question will be Gainalyn, then John. And then the third question, you can answer whoever wants to answer first. The first question, John, is do you have a calling right now? And if so, what is it? I have <laughs> I have a really <laughs> important high-profile calling right now mm-hmm. as the second counselor in the Ward Sunday School presidency. Yeah. So you're taking role on uh, Sunday and no, that would be the first counselors. Okay. Okay. What do, am, what do the ahead. second what do the second counselors in the Sunday school do? That you know that's a it's a valid question. It's a valid question. I would I would reframe the question, Richie. Okay. And I, I appreciate say, this. What did the Sunday school presidency used to do? Hmm. When the church had Sunday school on a different day of the week and everything like that. Right, right. And and, and I think that's when uh, sort of the Sunday school presidency as a group of people um, had some more relevant and sort of uh, practical duties. Mm-hmm. How about that? Not now. No, look, I'm not saying that there are no practical duties for mm-hmm. a Sunday school presidency in the modern structure of the church. Mm-hmm. But uh, basically, I am the supplemental help guy. Yeah, you are. 
So yeah, man, wherever they need me, I step in. I've helped with trainings in my ward for the Sunday school teachers and wherever, you know, uh, uh, step in to teach a class when needed. Substitute for someone who didn't call someone else. That That's right. I'm that's the balance. supplemental help guy and I'm happy to be, can I just say, I'm happy to be the supplemental help guy in my ward. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, two things. One, I loved how many times you said duties that made me chuckle inside. And then the second thing is, did you know that the Sunday school presidency used to be called a Sunday school superintendent? I just learned that this last week. Right. The more you know. Gain Lynn, what calling do you have, if you have one? I do have one, and I've had it previously, multiple times. Mm-hmm. And when it was extended, I thought, mm, does the world really need more of this? Mm-hmm. And I was told, yes. Mm-hmm. But I am currently the Relief Society, one of the two Relief Society instructors. Yeah, you are. And and I've had it before and I, I love that calling, but I kind of felt feel at times like, isn't there enough of me yes. out there having the answer is yes. <laughs> and and you know what? Maybe Richie, after this interview, I can give you my bishop's phone number. Yep. You could reach out to him and give some feedback on that. But we, we know each other well enough that you had better not do that if you don't want me to actually call him. He he actually thinks highly of me. And so I'd like to preserve that because I don't think he has much longer serving as bishop. Yeah. And so I'd like him to go out on a uh, on a high note. But that I, and- I do I do currently love having authentic conversations Mm -hmm. in the Relief Society environment that I'm called to serve at this current time. Previously, I taught primary with my husband for two years, and we followed our same group, but they all graduated and went to Young Men, Young Women, and I'm still in trauma about that because Mm -hmm. I would continue to teach them for the rest of their lives. So they will always be my primary kids. Yeah. All right, Gainalyn, if you could pick a calling for yourself, either one that exists or make one up, what would you pick? One that I've never had, I, I'm sending this out into the the spirit realm to create it first spiritually. I want to be mm-hmm. someday mm-hmm. the librarian because we I have, really, do we have librarians anymore? Yeah, we still have librarians okay. in okay. our work. Okay. And I'm going to tell you, I think like John in the spirit of what previously was the need of Sunday school presidencies or sur- superintendents, mm-hmm. I think the library was probably more utilized pre- digital content. Sure. But in my dreamland, I really like to organize and talk. And to me, that is the calling Mm -hmm. where it's the synergy of organization and talking. Yeah. Yeah. I feel similarly, but my calling is a different pick that I would like. What is, are you going to tell? What's your calling? I want to be a assistant uh, executive secretary in charge of records. I want to be the records clerk. You do? Oh my gosh. So badly. No, that could yeah. happen nope, nope. I love it. The idea of showing up on someone's porch and being like, does John live here? I feel like a detective, like a church detective. <laughs> John live here. You're John, aren't you? Are you John? The spirit of the calling though, Richie. That no, it is. If our okay. records are accurate, we can be able to know who we need to minister to. You can't minister with inaccurate records. No, I, I am, I, I am, I, I am Dick Stedman, Mormon detective. You let me after it. Okay, I think that you should let a bishop know that. I have. They won't let me. (laughs) Are they scared of what you'll do on people's porches? Yes. John, if you could pick a calling for yourself, what would you pick? No, you said I can make one up, right? Yeah, 100%. It's easy. I would be the ward tree felling specialist. Okay. For real. Let me tell you why, man. I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but growing up in Georgia in the woods, one of the most satisfying things we did every spring, summer, we would just fell trees. We lived for people who don't know what felling a tree is. You might need to explain. You chop down a tree. Okay. All right. So ward tree. That's that fancy East Coast language he uses. (laughs) Georgia fancy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So so the ward tree chopping down specialist. How about that? Yeah. First of all, you get a chainsaw. Mm-hmm. There's just something about a chainsaw in your hands. Sure. And you get a tree that's, you know, bigger around than you are. And you you chop it down. You fell it. And it, I don't know, man. Then you you you, you delimit and then you, you chop it up and you then into chunks. And then with an axe, you split it. And 
And then you stack it all up at the house. And we had two fireplaces in our house, one on the east side, one on the west side. It was sure. a cabin. Mm-hmm. And uh, it wasn't like a, you know, a, a primitive cabin. But I mean, sure. I'm just saying it is satisfying, uh, fun work. And if you can do it with people that you like, like sure. my brothers next to me, let's go. Yeah. I'm the tree felling specialist. Well, maybe they need that, John, for like all the facility management management groups need to know about your secret gift. Hey, I'll Listen, do I think the cultural hall is breaking some big news because I've learned some things about my my partner in crime that I did not previously know. Look, pay me and give me retirement. I'll be your tree felling <laughs> specialist. Okay. I'm so glad to know this about you. What what I, I think will why be- it gives me comfort. What I think will be really great is all the trees that have fallen in like Louisiana and Florida because of the hurricanes and stuff. John will get called this week and have to go there for several months. He's like, give me a yellow shirt, a chainsaw and retirement. You won't see me ever again. Are you kidding me? If I could go out and get paid for chopping up trees, I'm I'm in it. I'm in. Dude, can we please finish season four before you run off to where the Mormon helping hands? No guarantees. No guarantees. It's out there. Great. I I get to search for another co-host. Yeah, if only you knew someone who had done podcasts before, Gainalyn. <laughs> if only you knew um, someone that could that step I in. have to be kinder. Uh, listen, pay my retirement and let me chop down a tree and I will be kinder to you anytime you ask. <laughs> okay. Pay for your love. Okay. Got yeah, it. Got yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. Listen, that's how it works. The last question we ask, we ask you uh, to interpret however you may. And remember that either of you can answer first. The question remains... What is your favorite part of your faith? Mm, that's a good one. I'm trying to define faith in my mind. You know, for, for me, how I'm going to interpret that question. I feel like I know maybe what John might say. So I'll go while you're still thinking. Okay. I think the favorite part of my faith is the hope that it provides. When nothing makes sense the promise in the scriptures that God will give you the gift of peace that passes understanding. I have found that in my relationship with my faith, which can include a lot of things like that's a broad term, right? Whether it's your covenants, whether it's your calling, whether it's your, just your one-on-one, you know, personal relationship with God is that I find hope and I don't know where else. I don't know where I would be without my faith because some pretty heavy things have happened in my life. And and I think everyone can share that, you know, the scars. And I know through my faith, that's why I'm here and not in a million other places I could be. And that's my favorite part is the hope that it provides and the peace when it doesn't make any sense to be feeling peace. All right, John, bring us home. Um, when, when I was, when I was 18, I went through a transformation, you know, and, and a much needed transformation spiritually. And I, I, I started a journey to find God. And, uh, after I graduated high school and I came out here to Utah from Georgia, uh, on this journey of finding God, um, I had, I, I, I had inexplicable sort of phenomenal experiences with God that showed me he was real, that he sees me. And he knows me. And they were so powerful and transformative for me that like every other aspect of like institutional religion just became not, I don't mean this in a, in a, in a bad way, but it became kind of white noise mm-hmm. compared to the reality of that connection I had and still have, and I'm continuing to develop through my create with my creator. Right. And I am just, for me, the book of Mormon and prayer have been two real things that have created more connection experience with with God than anything else in my life. I mean, people can say whatever they want to say about the Book of Mormon and, and, and whatever. Really, it's, it's their beliefs. It's their experiences. I've always tried to just live authentically to the experiences I've had. Because what do we have outside of our own experiences, man? Right. And uh, and so I just think the the Book of Mormon... Because through the Book of Mormon, it's not even the content as much as it was a vehicle and continues to be a vehicle through which I experienced the reality of God and his love and his goodness for me and everyone on planet Earth. Hmm. And prayer, man, what a what a sacred, sacred practice 
Um, I bristle against the formality of prayer that we sometimes emphasize. Prayer for me has become so instinctual and beautiful and natural through the years of coming to know God. I honestly feel like I'm I'm talking to him all day long. Hmm. And so I would say the Book of Mormon and prayer, my two favorite aspects of my faith. People can find all the links to the stuff that we talked about in the show notes in accordance with this episode. John Gainalin, we hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. And if you're not healthy enough to listen this week, that you'll be healthy enough to listen next week. And that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, Chris at Alpine Lakes Travel, Rick McGee, Debbie Wanless, and Chocolate Cake Bites Podcast will be saving a seat for you on the back row of the Cultural Hall. Save me a seat, it's sure to be neat. On the back row, we read.